Last time I left you, I told you the story of a brother who decided to take matters into his own hands when it came to his little sister. Reggie Wooden had all he could stand of the rumor mill and the seemingly unwilling attitude of the Bay County Sheriff's Office to do anything about finding Allison. By now, it had been five months since anyone had seen or heard from her. Rumors swirled about the neighborhood, and they were grisly. The tape also played a large part in Reggie's motivation to dig up the backyard of his missing sister's residence. More than one source said that Allison was indeed buried there. Honestly, I can't say that I wouldn't have done the same thing. And this was his flesh and blood. In the grand scheme of things, what did he have to lose? So with the financial backing of Allison's friend and drug dealer Davis Groover, an excavator was rented and a plan was made. On September 19, 2016, Reggie proceeded to the Romanza Place residence and began to unearth any secrets that may have been buried there. I'm your host, Allison Whitten. You're listening to Mistaken for Missing, Episode 6, The Dig. The following is the affidavit complaint filed by Billy, Allison's boyfriend at the time she went missing. This is the official narrative of probable cause. In this section of the complaint, it says, quote, narrative of the factual basis for probable cause, end quote. On 9-19-2016, victim William Daly filed a report with this agency in reference to an unknown person's entering his residence and causing several thousand dollars damage to his residence and yard. This damage was caused as a result of an ongoing investigation into the disappearance of Mr. Daly's girlfriend, Kelly Whitten. On 5-31-2016, this agency completed a missing persons report when an associate of Miss Whitten's called and requested we attempt to locate her as she hadn't been seen or heard from in several days. The last person who had contact with Miss Whitten was Mr. Daly, but when he was confronted about not reporting her missing, he requested legal counsel. In 8-2016, your affiant was the on-call investigator when I was contacted by Miss Whitten's case agent, who advised he received information from her relatives that Mr. Daly made utterances that she was buried in his backyard. This information was followed up on, but discovered the information was false. At the time the criminal mischief report was filed, there was an excavator parked across the street, so the information on the rental was followed up. It was determined Defendant Herbert Davis Groover rented the excavator at the request of Defendant Reginald Whitten. Contact was made with Herbert Groover, and he confirmed he and Mr. Whitten were responsible for the damage caused to Mr. Daly's residence. Insurance adjuster advised there was approximately $1,500 in damage to the property, as well as an interruption of his water service. Based on the above stated facts, probable cause exists to believe Reginald Whitten is in violation of Florida Statute 810.02, burglary, and Florida Statute 806.13, criminal mischief. These offenses occurred in the county of Bay and state of Florida. So, there you have it. This one document says a lot. But really, it only left me scratching my head. Let's start with the statement that says on May 31, 2016, this agency completed a missing persons report when an associate of Miss Widden's called and requested we attempt to locate her, as she hadn't been seen or heard from in several days. Now, I'm not sure with what accuracy these statements are filled out. You would always hope they were 100%, 
but maybe not. I say this, it was more than several days that had passed since Allison had been seen. Try six weeks and some change. This, I also found interesting. The statement that says, the last known person to have contact with Miss Whitten was Mr. Daly. But when he was confronted about why he had not reported her missing, he requested legal counsel. Which means, that was the end of any further questioning from law enforcement. I won't speculate about that, but yeah. Okay, we will come back to lawyering up and obtaining legal counsel next week. I have a special guest who's coming to answer those questions for us. And believe me, I have lots of questions about that. I do know that the house was never forensically examined. There was no search warrant, and there were no cadaver dogs. Then... There is the statement in 8-2016, your affiant was the on-call investigator when I was contacted by Miss Whitten's case agent, who advised he received information from her relatives that Mr. Daly made utterances that she was buried in his backyard. And wait for it, here it comes. This information was followed up on, but discovered the information was false. First of all, more than one person told investigators that they had heard this. It was going around the neighborhood. And it wasn't just Allison's family. Remember the confession tape? Right. Second of all, no family member made that up. But I'm sure family were the main ones calling and demanding some answers. And where I really get to a boiling point with all of this is where they say the information was followed up on and it was false. How did that happen? I am dying to know how they did that, considering Mr. Daly was not talking and had obtained legal counsel. There was never a warrant. The house was never searched, nor was the yard. So if anyone can tell me how they knew it was false, I'd love to hear from you. I'm sure Allison's family would too. Maybe they just meant they couldn't use the confession as evidence because it wouldn't be admissible in court. It leaves a lot of room for speculation. So do you now see where a lot of the frustration lies? On the day of the actual dig, Reggie and company really thought that they would find something. This made obvious by the fact that he chose to go through with it and didn't give the risks or punishment a second thought. Instead of finding his sister, he found women's panties, mail, parts of a vacuum cleaner, and a burned couch. Not a couch cushion, an entire couch. You see, the spot that Reggie was digging in was a semi-freshly erected fire pit. You heard me right. A large fire pit had been constructed in the backyard. And if you've seen the pictures, it's a mighty odd place to have one. Normally when building a fire pit in one's backyard, or I guess anywhere for that matter, you would want to keep the pit away from any other structures like, say, mm, I don't know, the fence that borders your neighbor's house. I mean, I'm not a genius here. But I know better than to have a fire that butts up to my neighbor's fence. No matter how many rocks or barriers you place around the perimeter for protection, a dry wood fence and a steady wind is a recipe for disaster. You'd never put your grill there, so why the hell would you put a huge fire pit? Everyone that had been a guest of Billy and Allison's said they never saw a fire pit in the back. And even when her family and friends went to collect what little of Allison's things were there, no one saw a fire pit. And by the way, who just burns an entire couch in the backyard? I mean, we're talking about being in a residential neighborhood. And Billy did own a truck. He could have easily hauled it to the dump. Unfortunately, 
The dig was a one-way ticket for Reggie Whitten and Davis Gruber straight to jail. The excavator was left parked across the street from the house. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have left it there, but that's how investigators tracked it back to them. They ran the serial number and were able to locate the rental company and the renter. And when the time came, Davis and Reggie 100% owned up to what they had done. Both were charged with criminal mischief and burglary of a dwelling. $1,500 worth of damage later and an interruption of water service as they also hit a pipe while they were in their proceedings. And that was pretty much a wrap. On December 9, 2016, the Bay County Sheriff's Office arrested Herbert Davis Groover. Shortly after that, on New Year's Eve 2016, Reggie was arrested and both were charged. So, looking back, was it all worth it? According to Reggie... He would do it all over again to find his sister. The bonds between a brother and a sister are strong, unspeakable. It's something that nothing can tear apart. I can't help but wonder, what would have happened if maybe Bay County had stepped in and actually had a warrant in cadaver dogs to search that backyard? Or is it possible that Allison was ever even there? But maybe Billy got wind that the cops were closing in on him. Could he have then, I don't know, dug her up and maybe moved her remains elsewhere? There are some that think this is very much a possibility. <laughs> After all, if he wanted to destroy any trace evidence, fire pit may be a good way to get rid of it. And suppose that you move those remains in a vehicle, how would you make sure that no one could ever test it? Just how far would someone go to erase any existence of someone or what they had done? The answer may surprise you. Thank you all so much for listening and following Allison's story. Make sure you tell a friend and follow or subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a five-star review. Mistaken for Missing is a weekly podcast available every Wednesday evening. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram or visit mistakenformissing.com for the latest episodes and information regarding the case. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of Kelly Allison Whitten, please contact the Bay County Sheriff's Office at 850-747-4700. Until next week, stay safe. I'm Allison Whitten, and this is Mistaken for Missing.